0: Is. Welcome back to Just Goes to Show. Um, this is Ridge, coming to you live.
1: Yeah, we're, uh, this is just, it's been a few months, but Jack still thinks that Australian accent thinks funny at the beginning. Good so, eye. Good to be back. Um, sorry for the hiatus. It's been a long time coming, getting back in the game here, but excited to be back. A lot to cover, a lot of Premier League action that we've missed, a lot coming up, so I'm excited to get back into it.
0: Yeah, just for all, I mean, for everyone, you know, we do have real jobs, Right, we gotta pay the bills and keep the lights on somehow. So, um, you know, if you're trying to help us make this full time, you'd like more pods. Direct all inquiries at just ghost to show at gmail.com. Venmo's um, open, but then wait till like probably midweek next week, so we get till we get around to uh, actually making that e- email address.
1: Yeah, we'll figure that out at some point. But yeah, good to be back. Uh, obviously, a little bit bummed that we haven't been here for a while, but. I it's been awesome. So, we got a bunch of good stuff to cover. We're going to try to get you coming back here doing weekly recordings on Mondays. Yeah, Monday nights, uh, and then get,
0: get you caught on Tuesday
1: mornings. Yeah, out by Tuesday morning, maybe late Monday night. Um, so, at least each week. Doing some weekly recaps. We got some ex- exciting stuff coming up over the next few weeks here, hopefully, too.
0: Yeah, I'm, we'll come to you with uh, some Boxing Day content. Obviously, there's a flurry of games here over the holidays. We got, um, you know, and keep your eye out for some midseason awards as well. Um, so, a lot of stuff that's – as the games come thick and fast here over the holidays, and, you know, we don't have our full time commitments,
1: expect some more content. Yeah, a lot of content when you guys aren't working. So, hopefully, uh, be able to fill some of that. But yeah, um, let's kind of just dive right in, I guess. Uh, we got. A handful of things we want to cover. We're going to talk more so broadly, yeah, um, not just this past week here, since we have a lot to catch up on. We're going to kind of give some of our impressions so far of the season, which teams have been um, overachieving, which ones underachieving, some storylines, things like that. Where do you want to start, though? Beth?
0: Yeah, let's. I mean, let's just start referring back to our beginning of the season pod in terms of what was, you know, what we kind of predicted and foresaw with the season and what's been happening so far. Um, I just like to take a quick moment to say that. Um, Arsenal are performing quite well in the table, as predicted by yours truly. Um, Unai Emery is turning out to be a legit coach, like proving himself in the Premier League, which is brilliant. Um, and, you know, you've got players like Aubameyang as the top scorer in the Premier League currently um, in top form. Lucas Torreira dominating midfield. Mesut Ozil can't find the pitch, which I think is good for Arsenal. Um, and, you know, you know, they got Burn Leno and net uh, kind of starting the new regime. So the whole passing of the torch from Arsene Wenger in the new regime under Unai Emery has gone really, really well. I think it's like 20 games unbeaten they've gone now. Uh, they just won uh, over the weekend against Huddersfield's, like, snatched a late character-filled overhead kick win. In the, in
1: the in the in with like five minutes left in the game. Yeah, what a what a win against Huddersfield. No, I yeah, mean like, um, I think you said something interesting the other day about Arsenal that we haven't heard Arsene Wenger's name all season, which mm-hmm. is credit to. And i Emery, I think it's kind of sad that you're bragging about your prediction and they're in fifth right now. I mean, don't you think that any Arsenal fan would have been kind of bummed to say that they're going to finish fifth this year?
0: I think I don't know. It's the if you look at the top half of the table, it's um, tight.
1: It, it's tight. Well, Starting the it, top five, but.
0: right? I, I think it's it's very very tight. There's a gap there once you get out of the top five. Once you get past Arsenal, and you, you know, get United's quite a few points back. Eight back. Um, so you know, Jose's under fire. But I think it's the way the Arsenal's playing. Right? There's a character. Yeah, there's and a quite flare. a lot of confidence. I mean,
1: they they lost their first two, right? So that's 14 unbeaten since then. Right. Um, I agree. I think they've been exciting to watch. I think Aaron Ramsey um, has, has had some good performances too. I think like they're they're in an interesting spot um, with Obama Yang and Lacazette right now. Right. They don't really know they don't really know like the, what their best team is. We you know? weren't we weren't really sure how that was gonna work out at the beginning of the season. When they came out slow out of the gates, we thought that was a big problem was um, them going forward figuring out what they're gonna do with Obama Yang, Lacazette, Ozil, uh these other guys. And Obama Yang's been brilliant. Um, Lacazette I wonder if he's a little bit slighted right now that he hasn't Frustrated, had yeah. a, a starring role there. He been coming off the bench a little bit. But he's been very productive uh, in terms of like his goals uh, per 90 as well as bombing So they're figuring it out. They're looking pretty good. Um, also, Guendouzi's been impressive too. Him and Serrera yeah. are both starting to come on quite a bit, so that's interesting, some young midfielders there.
0: Right, I mean, I, I just expect with the way they're playing, they're going to be good for a while, and what I love about the team is, is not to go on too long about Arsenal, but I think uh, the way they're winning, again, is very impressive, and you're seeing Unai Emery, just the way he coaches, he, he kind of does both sides of it for me. He um, He's very, very tactical and makes big changes throughout the game, so makes substitutions at halftime, will dramatically affect the course of the game, But and also um, he's very emotional as well, so he's very tactical, and also you can see the emotion, side of things. I think very rarely do you get a manager who kind of hits both of those buckets where they're very, very tactical and they'll make big changes and play the way they want to play, but also have the ability to get a dressing room going. And I think there's only a handful of managers like Pep and uh, Emery, not to put them on the same level, but there's only a handful of managers who can do both those things. And so that's what I really like about Emery and the way they're winning right now.
1: Yeah, the players seem to get behind him. I mean, if we're going to get into managers, we can talk about Klopp and Pochettino and these other guys too. But I agree with what you're saying. I think Arsenal have been impressive. Um, Mm -hmm. We could talk as well, so my team that I was kind of, I don't know why we built this little rivalry between these two predictions going into the year, but with new yeah. managers. I was bigger on Chelsea. They are above them in the table, level on points, but a little bit higher in the goal differential. So mm-hmm. I think Chelsea's been impressive as well. Uh, they still lack that number nine that's just going to be really quality for them. Uh, I think Aubameyang started to kind of fill that goal scoring role for Arsenal. Yeah. He's tied for top goal scorer right on the Premier League. Murata's not that. Giroux isn't that. Luckily, they've been kind of bailed out by Hazard and how good he was for the first couple months of the season. But I still think they look really good. I think they have a few dynamic defensive players. Uh, Alonso. Yeah, Alonso. Al- I, I think Rudiger has been brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to give a lot of credit to Sari. I think that they're in a really good spot, too. It's interesting, the top six of the table right now, top five, I think those are far and away the best teams. United's not really in that. No, mix. I don't think so either. But we d- we're probably not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Tottenham, but they definitely deserve some of it. Yeah. And Harry Kane's back to scoring, so expect them to be right back in it.
0: Right. They haven't made, they haven't essentially made any moves and they're still
1: They, don't. The they didn't make a single yeah. sign. So, um, so in th- third and as consistent and they look like they're going to stay there. I mean, I, yeah. I don't see any way that they drop out of that. They've they went through a little bit of a spell where Kane wasn't really scoring. Son had all that international duty. He's come back and scored some goals. Erickson's playing well. Um, they had some defensive injuries as well that have come through. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Hugo Lloris had the drunk driving incident. Yeah. So they go through a lot, and they're sitting at 36 all points ahead know, of Reese. Chelsea and Arsenal. So
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in and the win this past weekend um, for Chelsea over City was, I mean – uh, an absolute statement win. Um, right. Yeah, a, hu- so, a humanized city in my eyes. And
1: I, cause I just didn't think that was going to happen, you know? So, 16 games into this, 16 matches in the season, uh, Liverpool haven't lost. City just got their first. Yep. So, Liverpool set up a point above them. Do you think that City look vulnerable? Do you think that they are still this clear favourite? What are your thoughts with them at this point? We're almost halfway through.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I still think City have the upper hand. I think the
0: depth in the, the depth in the squad rotation is in their favor. I think the deeper run City, I think, really have their eyes on the Champions League this season, given the lack of uh, finished losing to Liverpool in the quarterfinal last season. Um, I think they've really got their eye on making a deeper run in the Champions League, and I think ultimately that could be their undoing in the Prem. I think the deeper run they make, the less likely um, they are to really, really come on top in the Premier League, whereas Liverpool kind of have the opposite angle. They were in the final of the Champions League last season. I think this season they're really, really gung-ho on winning the league, and so I think it's going to be interesting to see how their priorities go on later in the season, but um, I still, I still, you know, I still fancy and I still reckon City to, to win, both, um, if not at least the league. Um, just given the depth of rotation and who they bring off the bench, and once Aguero's back in full fitness consistently, um, they've just had a couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think back to the Liverpool Everton game, like the Merseyside derby when Pickford puts that ball on the bar and then Origi scores. Like you know, uh, kind of fate has smiled on Liverpool a little bit so far. They've obviously played well, but. Um, I like you look at the goal differential. Goal goal differential still in City's favor by quite a mile. So
1: it is. Uh, I'm going to get into Liverpool a little bit later, one of our later segments. But just one, you know, one point on City here. Um, they still just I think the depth is the biggest thing. The amount of attackers they have going forward mm-hmm. is out of control. We've got guys that never even get really thought of or mentioned, like David Silva, who's one of the best midfielders Mental. in Prem. Uh, Bernardo Silva's been great. Mares barely has a place there. Sané. Sterling has been maybe the best player in the Premier League so far this year. Yeah, their worst probably rotational midfielder is what, Phil Foden? Just signed to 5 years. he hasn't really played much for them, but he's getting so much buzz. And then uh, they're defensively, they're as good as anybody. I think Mendy's injury issues are a little bit of a concern. I think they lose a little bit when they have to go to Delft yeah. or someone else left back. But it doesn't really worry me too much. I do think, though... It is interesting that Chelsea broke them down and, you know, it, it's going to be a really tight race, I think. So those are three points that matter quite a bit and they kind of keep Chelsea and, Ars- or Chelsea and Arsenal Yeah, I mean, eight points back. So they're not totally out of that. So there's still kind of five teams in that hunt, but we'll see how that unfolds. It's still early. It's just interesting to look at City. I think mm-hmm. that they're probably just as good, if not better, as they were last year, but I think they have more competition to deal with this year. I don't think they're far and away the best team like they were last year.
0: Yeah, uh, so we've got Jack's, Jack's goal, it's Arsenal, um, Chris' Chis's quote is uh, Chelsea being above Arsenal on the table, um, and then our city, human, the answer is yes, but we still fancy them to win the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we're going to get into a little segment here, um, kind of catching up here. Jack and I, we've known each other for a long time, we always like to do a little guessing game and some trivia, things like that. And so I pulled up so far through the 16 Premier League games right now, the top 10 rated players, based off of who scored. If you're a fan, you might have seen their site or Twitter before. recommend following They do some pretty decent player ratings, pretty accurate. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Jack... I'm going to give him 60 seconds and see if he can name every player here in the top 10 so far. Um, I'm not going to give him any clues in the 60 seconds. We'll see if he can get them. There's probably one, maybe two that are going to be tough. And I'm gonna set a timer here. You can get as many wrong as you'd like. I'll say no, and I'll say yes, and we'll uh, we'll tally them off here. So your 60 seconds starts
0: now. Okay, I'll say Sterling's the yes. top rated. Yes. Um, Mo Salah. Yep. Eden Hazard. Yep. Um Obama yang No. Um, Richarlison. No.
1: Forty-three
0: seconds. Oh. Sane. Yes.
1: Wilson. No. You have Fraser so No. Um, uh, Mane. No. Twenty eight seconds.
0: Um, Jesus. Um
1: <laughs> Pressure's
0: on. Yeah. Uh, There's six left. Glenn, Mur- Glenn Murray. No, start guessing more. Uh, Wilford Zaha. No. Um, you're panicking. We've got Anthony Marshall. No. Um, oh, you're missing some easy ones. Oh, this is a terrible performance. Eight, uh, who's on Sid? Yeah, Chelsea. Oh, uh, Harry Kane. Yes. Uh, Three. Delhi Alley. No.
1: Christian Eriksen. Two. No. Um, One. Time is up. You got five. That's way worse than I thought that you'd get at least eight. All right. There weren't other city players, were there? There were multiple. Jeez, three. I blame CTE. I had concussions. <laughs> okay, They're this real. is I mean, this is a bad performance. I'm sorry. They're real. So, concussions I'm gonna are real. go through all ten here. Shout out Will top to bottom. You got five, so you got number one, Sterling. Dang. Oh, sh- I got razzled r- rattled when Obama wasn't on there. Yeah, that was interesting. Number two, Eden Hazard, got yep. it. Number three, Sergio Aguero. Did not guess him. That's trash. You That's got trash. eight goals and
0: four assists. Who scored
1: who's running? Who scored? He, he's doing great. Uh, number four, Mo Salah. got him. Yeah. So number five, Leroy Sané. Got him. Got him. So you got four of the top five. You didn't get any of six or ten.
0: Well, I'm a top number
1: guy. Number six was, you have two City players left there. Who do you think they might be?
0: In the top? Uh, In the top
1: seven. Six and seven are both City players. Well, based off this, it's got to be forwards, right? So, Bernardo
0: Silva? No. David Silva? Yes. And Fernandinho? Yes. Those are six and seven.
1: Number eight. Well, that's, that's Number rubbish. eight is that's a Liverpool rubbish. player. Van Dijk? Yes. Number nine, Wolves player. Um... Daugherty? Yes, and then number ten was Harry Kane. You got him too. All right. See, so yeah, you got five like, out of ten. You, you got the four. Out of top five, of number ten. I mean, Doherty was. I do understand. Get, I don't understand but... the rating scale on who. Oh, I mean, it's, it's it's a little bit uh, out CTE there sure. and who who scored. I mean, it's probably pretty decent. I think that they do a, a fairly good job. It's it's kind of impossible to be perfect on these types of things, but um, not 10. very good. Maybe we'll we'll quiz me next week on something else. But yeah. I thought that was uh, something fun we could do. All right, cool. Let's get into. Uh, some overachievers here so far this season.
0: Yeah, you can start. Yeah, let's yeah, do
1: what uh, we're gonna. We each got two clubs and one player. We're gonna pick for our overachievers.
0: Yeah, so my overachievers, I'm gonna stay consistent with my Arsenal um, viewing so right, far. I don't even talk too much about them, but any like players you want to highlight? Because I know you're talking All right, about uh, scuttle me along. No, so there's there's uh, there's. Um, in particular, just moving on from Arsenal, I think. Well, I think Lucas Torreira in, in central midfield is absolute class um, and one to watch. I've also been impressed with the play from Alex Wilby. I think he's taken a step up this season as well. Um, but going in, continuing overachievers, this next one is is I hate saying it because uh, uh, I saw them uh, in, in the championship last season. Um, it's Cardiff City. And um, I don't rate Cardiff. I don't respect the kind of football they play. Um, I don't like Neil Warnock. I don't think they're well-coached. Um, I don't think they have that great of players. But somehow they're f- like finagling their way. I believe they're in 14th right now. They are. Yeah, they're
1: in 14th. Um, so if you look at the table, there's a really big drop-off between 13th and 14th. 13th is where Brighton's at. They're on 21 points. Yeah. 14th's Cardiff. They're on 14 points. So it's seven points back. But I would agree that if we're talking about expectations coming into the year – 14th for Cardiff is far and away better.
0: It's shocking because they, given the type of football they play, they they hoof the ball long. And I'm talking hoofing it long. And they've got Callum Patterson um, up top who does a bunch of Fortnite celebrations. And then they've got, uh, I mean, they've got a couple big defenders. They're not a Premier League team. No, they're not a Premier League team at all. And so it just goes to show you, to be honest, just goes to show, um, really when it comes to, you know, Putting a team together, how far? Just a kind of a group rallied mentality, and for some reason, this group really plays for Neil Warnock. Um, I'm not really sure why, but uh, they really, really get behind him. I mean, the guy's been caught watching pornography in his in his office at at the ground before like there's he looks like he should be you don't like know what that is just check on Twitter creepy like Harry Potter professor. oh I hate him he's literally just turned 70 years old like yeah
1: I don't like him very much
0: um, like, I wouldn't like I yeah apologies
1: potion to be Neil Warnock wouldn't like it but I do think that they've been over cheating I mean if you would have told me they were going to finish 14th I would have told you not, not cool on that um, so I, I agree with that alright I'll get to one of mine but um, sorry we're trying to get an ad read in here but I think our our advertiser dropped us last second, so... Yeah,
0: last minute bail from our sponsor
1: maybe here. Maybe we'll throw in Cut, one... Cutting uh, funding short. <laughs> we'll throw in one for free, who knows. Anyway, okay, so... Um, I wanted to talk... I wanted to save this until we actually got into our overachiever category. Well, my, last, my last player who oh, I think oh, is Oh, no, no, let's do, let's do players after. Let's just do teams right, first. Yeah, I yeah, I, like teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned him a second ago, but I wanted to get in, like the actual category, you know, trying to be organized and stuff here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Liverpool. I know you mm-hmm. mentioned City. Uh, I think Liverpool... We both talked about them as being a top-two team, I think, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we had Liverpool um, and City, for sure. Those, it was Liverpool and City were the top-two, obviously, and I think Liverpool have definitely exceeded expectations. 16 matches played, 13 wins, 3 draws. The thing with them this year is that's really interesting. Last year, they had that Champions League final team. They had a really good Premier League season, and the story was Salah especially, but then also Mane and Firmino, those three. They had Coutinho for half the season, and then he left, and they were still so dynamic going forward with those three. Yep. And Salah has been a little bit down, but quietly after his last couple goals, uh, he had a hat-trick last week. Yeah. He's yeah. now tied for the lead with Aubameyang, goal-scored. But the thing is, Firmino, Mane, they've been... Not quite themselves. Shakiri stepped in really well. But I think the biggest difference right now is defensively. Yeah, they are absolutely. unbelievable. They've given up six goals in 16 matches. and That's, less than, that's less than City, yeah? Yes. City have given up nine. Uh, they've just scored a lot more. So, I mean, you look at their defense. I think Allison has been big for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think Virgil van Dyke. I said this the other day to you. I think he might be the best defender in the world right now. Best central defender. He's incredible. He just commands the field. He's already their captain. He he dominates. Joe Gomez being out might hurt them a little bit. Um, Alexander Arnold's been really good. Andy Robertson is arguably world class at this point. Yeah, it, it's yeah. crazy. I don't and I wanna give a lot of that credit probably to Jürgen Klopp as well, because these are guys that have just taken off under him. Yeah. Joe Gomez, another one too, but... I also uh, think
0: it's, I think it's a bit of a scheme that they play out it definitely as well, because if you think about how far they press up the pitch and how, <laughs> how, uh, how, how little they, they drop back, um... You know, it makes it easier for Van Dijk to command the defense when they're defending so far up the pitch. Um, and they're also getting good help out of their central defensive midfielders. You look at Fabinho, who's sliding in. Naby Keita will get back willingly. Uh, Henderson drops back. Um, and so they uh, they defend well as a team. Uh, it's not just on that back four of the keeper. But, I mean, yeah, that's the biggest difference by a mile is they're just defending well this season.
1: And they used to bleed goals. I well, mean, mentally what, very fragile. That's what I was going to say, because you're, you're cutting a lot, uh, Klopp's system and he definitely gets a lot of that. But... You look at them last year; they gave up 38 goals in the Premier League season last year in 38 games, so a goal a game. This yeah, they're year they're pacing they for less than half of that. sixteen. Or, or, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're pacing to give up half of that, like 15, 16 goals this season, which that's is mental. insane. That's mental. Um, so I think that's been huge. You got to give a lot of credit, credit to Jurgen Klopp as well, and I don't really expect them to slow down because Salah uh, finding form. Some of their signings have really not done much for them. No. We, we talked a lot about Naby Keita. He's played quite a bit. He hasn't been super notable. Uh, Shaqiri has been surprisingly pretty good. Fabinho really hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that they still have room to even grow at this yeah. point. And I'm, I'm really high on them. My other team that I'm putting in my over category is a really interesting one because I wasn't very high on them coming into the year, and I think you were kind of mixed, is Bournemouth. Um, so Bournemouth is... really, really overachieving, I think. That's the definition of overachieving at this point. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, I think think Bournemouth plays an interesting brand of football. I think Eddie Howe plays attractive. Um, He's had had the same back four for however many years now, right? The Ake, Francis, Cook back line um, with Daniels on the left. That's been the back four there since Since they've been to the Premier League. Um, And... They play this. They play the system and the scheme really well. The Jefferson Lerma has been an addition to the midfield, despite him scoring a horrendous own goal early this season. Um, but where they've really progressed is going forward. They found this, like you know. Three pronged attack in Josh King, Callum Wilson, and Ryan Frazier That's getting them a lot of goals, um, particularly from Wilson and Frazier. Um, and so they're the kind of team they're weird because you can play them and you think, all right, we're going we're going away to Bournemouth or we're playing at home to Bournemouth. It's not a big side, and they can kick you in the teeth and win four nil. At the same side, you can turn them over and beat them four um, nil because of how you know uh, how uh, freely they play. Um, so it's interesting. They're kind of the, the uh, opposite of a um, a Cardiff. Um, but on a you know a small budget as well. Uh, but it's good to see them playing well with you know with those center fours of King and, and Wilson um, and doing it with players who have been there for a while. Wilson earning an England call up. Um, Frazier's playing internationally as well. Um, so it, it's hard to dislike them, but it's also like I don't know. It's eh, they just feel too small to really get behind, right? they got well, David I, Brooks, I, I, an attacking
1: midfielder, who looks like he's I, 14. When I talk about them overachieving, I don't really expect them to finish top six. They're in eighth right now on the table. They're in 23 That's points. a good
0: finish for them. They're the only of this you know, season. They yeah. were, I
1: thought they were going to be a relegation battle-type team this year. And you look at Callum Wilson, he's got eight goals. And Ryan Frazier has seven assists. Yeah, that's mental. Which is... Uh, I, did you, I mean, Ryan Frazier, who is this guy? He's came out of nowhere. Yeah. They were, they're really fun to watch. They've scored a lot. Uh, they... Wilson has been a revelation. If anyone plays fantasy Premier League, he's like a must-have right now. Yeah, don't Same have him, but Major. I'm mad I don't. Yeah, you, you should. Uh, but they, they're just, a, they're pretty fun. Eddie Howe has been one of those guys that has gotten, talked about a lot for bigger jobs for a couple of years now. Yeah, you and gotta I think, think. this is the year he's probably proving that discussion, right? Yeah, this I mean, you, you gotta think that this now.
0: season, if they finish top eight, you gotta think that United, fire Jose and come running for Eddie Howe. Um, That'd be an
1: interesting face. That's my early take. Just yeah, that just came to me. Um, so that's that's interesting. I haven't really thought about that, and I think that it or Palace. I would love Eddie. I would well, love Eddie Howe. Palace. He's not going to go from Bournemouth to Palace at this point, which is pathetic. We'll get into them in a second, but I agree. I think that Eddie Howe has been uh, his stock is rising quite a bit. Callum Wilson, he's going to be playing for England here. Yeah. He's been getting called... I just uh, think... Yeah, I it's think an for interesting the past- team because you look at them top to bottom and I really don't think they should be where they're at right now. Yeah. So you got to give a lot of credit to the manager in that case, I think.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, so let's pivot then to our, our bigger overachieving players. I want to highlight a former Crystal Palace, now a Brighton scum, uh, Glenn Murray. Um, Glenn Murray's got eight goals on the season, I believe. Uh, so he's top five, definitely top ten in the league in goals scored. He's 35-year-old center forward, just signed he's, the contract he's extension. tied
1: for fourth with... Wilson, Sterling, which are also he
0: is so desperately the center forward that Crystal Palace need and deserve and once had and let go um, to their arch rivals and now he's banging goals in the Premier League for fun Um, and he he sums up that scrappy Brighton team which somehow somehow finds a way to get points and he scored against Palace the other week so um, Glenn Murray has been I mean, to get eight goals uh, where they're at on the table with not an attractive brand of football, very different than Mitrovic, who's a bit of a bigger name, who's got seven goals. Um, Glenn Murray is 35. 35 um, years lo- old. Low budget,
1: banging goals. He's 35 years old. Eight goals is an incredible return. He The only guys in the league right now with more goals than him are Salah, Aubameyang, and Kane. Yeah. So, so you look at that, and you think about 35 year old Glenn Murray, who's making, you know, a right. fraction of what they are against or playing for Brighton, a smaller club with not a whole lot of support there. And right. Eagles is incredible. Well, he does take the penalties, so I'm sure you know, that's going to factor in there. But uh, that's, that's, so that's a good one. So does Yeah. yeah. No, so does Salah? No? No, he doesn't. Milner does. Uh, but either way, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to. It's a great season. He's overachieving. So the one I picked, we tried to pick players that weren't on our overachieving teams. So I would have maybe picked Callum Wilson or Ryan Frazier. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Richarlson mm-hmm. Kind of on the other end of the spectrum yeah. from Murray. Same amount of goals. They both have eight goals a season. Murray's 35. For Charleston, it's 21. He turns 22 yeah, that's in crazy. May. Center forward for Brazil. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, I mean, everyone knows the name, but he was signed by Watford last year. Scored five goals in 38 appearances in the Premier League. He played every match. He really took off at the beginning of the season. That kind mm. of trailed off. Yeah. Uh, Marco Silva, who came from Watford to Everton this year, First signing was Charleston, paid like fifty mil, mm-hmm. and fourteen appearances, eight goals, twenty-one year old Brazilian. I think I
0: even played paid more for that. It might have been like seventy million. It, it might have been.
1: It was over fifty. I know. We're gonna fact check on that next episode. Yeah, Bad radio. Um, actually, I can look it up right now. Starting at thirty-five, potentially rising to fifty. So I was okay, worried. well, unless Wikipedia is wrong, I went over. I went dollars. So, so well, right. I, I, yeah. I mean. <laughs> that's always you never think of anything. By no, that's what all, that's what all okay. I always say whenever I overestimate um, transfer. No, no, no. But that dogs. was I think um, you know yeah. Marco Silva bringing one of his guys over who wasn't that consistent for them, and he's just taken off. Pretty yeah. incredible. He's now got six caps for Brazil and scored three times. And he, I never really thought of him as like a, a number nine, but I think he is.
0: He's coming into a number nine. He's playing number nine this season for Everton, which is interesting because they don't really they're they're kind of desperate for one as well. Um, that Saint Tosin
1: signing never totally worked out. It
0: seems like in the Premier League, you either have a center forward that's like really banging in and Manning you feel really good about the Glenn Murray's, Aubameyang's, Harry Kane's. If you don't, you're kind of makeshifting your way there. And Richarlison, as if you're talking about makeshifting your way there, is doing a really really good job because obviously. Um, he's playing well, got a uh, seven goals on the season. Um, and to think about how young he is and how he's come from a, a wide position, now he's playing in the middle of the pitch going up against you know, center backs who are big, strong, and he's he's won, won some balls in the air and, and had a couple goals. And um, it's impressive. And you'll expect that, I mean, I don't know how long he'll be at Everton. He seems to really get on with Marco Silva. I think that they have
1: a good relationship at this point, but I was just going to say I don't really think he's going to be there a whole lot longer. I would, at this point with his trajectory, I bet you he stays over the summer Maybe he plays really well the next year. He's He'll almost like, he's almost right like a
0: Wilfred Zaha in a way where he can play, he, he, but he seems a, lit, a little bit more keen to get in the air and a little bit less keen to play with
1: the ball at the feet. Um, the difference with him is, though, and when Zaha was that age, is for Charleston, just buries his opportunities. Yeah, And that's what makes him a good number nine, and that's what separates him from some of these other young wingers. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. He's got a lot of good size, but he finishes his chances. He just yeah. did uh, earlier today – um against Watford and he, he doesn't doesn't really miss a lot of those yeah, opportunities. Yeah fair play. He's definitely definitely having a good season. It's interesting to see kind of if
0: that continues. And Everton are in year. a good
1: spot too, so I wanted to kind of mention them too because I think they're they're performing very well with Silva. Let's hit a couple underachievers. We don't, we're, we're wrapping up here pretty soon, but you go ahead. We each have we got a couple of teams underachieving and then one or two players we want to
0: talk. Yeah, about. I got I mean I've got the the biggest one just to throw it out there again painful to, to admit. Crystal Palace um, Crystal Palace have the ninth largest wage budget in the league. Um, oddly specific there, but um, Palace are someone who I'm actually going over to see here on the 22nd, going away to the had to see them get absolutely throttled by City. Probably would um, ugly. it won't be. Yeah, it won't be a good game to see. But um, Palace away is always a good time out, a good day out. But um, I've just been really, really disappointed with Palace. Obviously, we have absolutely no center forward, and it's. It's just appalling that we don't have one. Christian Menteke injured, um, even when he was playing, didn't look good. Uh, Connor Wickham, don't like, he's always injured. Um, he scored an overhead kick today in the U twenty three. You've got Glenn Murray banging yeah, you've got, got off. you've got You've got Glenn <laughs> Murray banging him in for Brighton, which makes it all more painful. Um you've got guys on loan banging goals like Freddie Ladapo in League Two, League One. Um and so it's just it's just frustrating. Um but that's uh that's the the the, the you know the most Annoying, And, and I, I also think, like, Luke, Luka Milivojevic has been really disappointing as Palace captain. I love Luka as much as the next guy. Um, he's kind of that gritty central midfielder who gets stuck in, win a tackle, and also play a ball out wide. And I think Luka's been really poor this season as well. Um, he was very good for them last year. Came on brilliant, Leading won, goal scorer. Won the captaincy. He was brilliant. Um, aside was from Juan playing well above, you know, what anyone thought was possible and, and absolutely probably being the best player Palace has had this season – and Wayne Hennessy kind of coming back mm. to form.
1: Wayne Hennessy until the last couple of weeks, yes.
0: Palace's back line has looked weak for goals. Um, Sako and Dan Sako committing some crucial Not errors Dan early Tompins, on. Sorry, uh, so yeah, sorry, That'd Tompkins.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, I think look, here is the thing: we're going to we're going to spend more time on them than we should. Just yeah, we're biased. We like them. We, that's how we support. We watch all their matches. They've made a few signings this summer, which. We felt pretty good about, but yeah, like we, knew we, we knew we needed another forward. Jordan Ayu is not the answer. We knew that. No. We, we also followed Villa. He was bad there. He's not the answer. Christian Menteke can't stay healthy. And when he is healthy, we don't really know what he is. But you look at these other signings that they made. Uh, Ayu, bust. Cuyate, eh, I haven't really seen much from him. Max Meyer has shown flashes, but he hasn't really gotten a lot of consistent playing time mm. until recently. So the midfield's a little bit of a mess. They have no center forward. Wilf and Townsend... We're really only good at those wide positions. Will right. Townsend, Bisaka, Patrick Van Holte can be good, and I, I think that one of the, I mean, most mind-boggling signings that Palace made was spending so much money on Mamadou Sakho. I think he's a liability defensively. Yeah, I just way too much for a defender. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think with 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 Zal, obviously if Zal has to play out of his mind for us to get any points, if he doesn't, if he's a normal human for a match in a sense where you know he doesn't get a goal, which isn't necessarily always going to be something he can do with the way he gets kicked about the pitch, you know we struggle. Um, and so it's been a frustrating season so far to to see ourselves so bottom you know low on the table. It's been frustrating. It makes you question whether or not Roy Hutchin can grab the team by the loins and kind of pull us out of this relegation scrap, which we seem to find ourselves in. So we'll find out.
1: Yeah, so we are going to cut real quick to an ad read. We did get the the sponsor back on board here, so we'll be right back in just a second. Grooves in the neck designed to create a swirling vortex of superior taste. An unprecedented way to enjoy your favorite light beer. Miller Lite. Great taste. Less filling. Back to you, boys. All right, thank you to our friends over at Miller Lite. Excited to try out that Vortex bottle? Vortex, Vortex. All right, we got a couple more underachievers coming at you. I'll go with one of my clubs here, uh, a team that I talked about in the preview pod, expecting them to be pretty good, because I just trusted them at this point, and it turns out they're shit, because they're not a good club. No. And that's Burnley. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just had faith in Sean Dyche, I thought he was like, the next big thing, and I wanted him to be at Palace, and <laughs> we watched <laughs> them play Palace uh, a few matches ago, and just got shellacked, I, I don't know. I mean, we always knew this team wasn't very good,
0: right? No, it's it's interesting. It's uh, as excited as and as high I felt about Sean Dyche coming into the season, based off Burnley's finish last year. Uh, you know, getting into the Europa League, um, I kind of felt the opposite about Eddie Howe, right? So I, I wasn't thrilled about Bournemouth's chances. I was excited for Burnley coming, you know, coming into the Europa League, and now it's the opposite. I'm, I'm. You know, Burnley. I feel. I feel like is exposed. They have one dimensional, uh, one one way of playing. Chris Wood, Sam Vokes up top. They're both six foot five center forwards. They launch it into them. They've got Tarkovsky and Ben Me at the back. When Tarkovsky has been out injured, former Oldham center back, they've conceded buckets of
1: goals. He's he's been pretty good. He's been him and uh, Goodmanson have been the only really bright spots. On that I, team. I just
0: think, yeah, I, I just think it. That they're a very one dimensional way of playing, and um, you know, teams now. Uh, with the how much more dynamic? You think of all these teams that are playing on the on the you know playing with the, the ball on the deck, like even Wolves and Fulham. These teams are getting promoted who are playing the ball on the ground, fast, quick, quick possession. Um, and then teams like Burnley, I think you're just going to see more of more of them fade away. Um, and so they're really struggling this season. Stuck in the dark ages. Stuck in the dark ages of football. Um, and so, going down to South America. And so, yeah, I think I think Sean Dyche either... He's he either needs to invest in the team and start to get a little bit more expansive. Um, or they're gonna find them. He's gonna he'll well, be a I, I for 30 if years. Sean
1: Dyche to invest in the team. He'd probably be throwing around a little bit more money if he could. I would also see them like to get. Like, a black player, maybe? they have, yeah, they have they are Lennon, a little a, white. They're super white. I don't think anyone really talks about it, but I think their entire team is white. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, uh, you can, Someone fact-check that for us. You can tweet at us, but just if show. you know of any black Burnley players... Aside from Aaron Lennon, and... Does he play for them right now? He does. Um, obviously, Aaron Lennon dealt with... I'm pulling up their roster right now, bad radio. Aaron Lennon, and... Let's see. This is pretty bad. Bad radio. I think that's uh, it. Dan Agye. I don't know who that is. That's that's it. Out of like, they have twenty-five players. I don't out know if here.
0: Burnley is like a really white place, but I don't feel like it's very reflective of the local population. I feel like that's not uh, good. Yeah, I don't want to read too much into it. Anyway, Sean Dyche. Um, you know, let's uh, let's change the tactics a little bit and hopefully sign some colored players.
1: Yeah, let's just get some diversity in the mix. Clearly, Please. this isn't working. Yeah. Well. Yep, get some, f- um,
0: some female trainers, some female people on the. Let's, side get, let's
1: get out of the political. Yeah. Quickly. Uh, arena shift here. Shiftier, shiftier and shiftier then let's talk a little bit about another underachieving team, Fulham. Mm. They're in twentieth. Yep, that's not good. Dead last. Despite Mitrovic with seven goals, that's not good. They have fired their manager. Yep. They have replaced them with the Tinker Man. Yep, Claudio Ranieri,
0: who's got a Premier League title under his
1: belt. I like Claudio Ranieri. Good hire. I think so. I like this Fulham squad. Mm. They are currently in twentieth. How much are, do you like them? I think they'll stay up. Okay. I think if you look at the table right now, I think Huddersfield's down, Southampton's down, and then between like Burnley, Cardiff, Newcastle, Palace. You reckon Burnley'll go down? They're in a bad spot right now. I think Fulham's too talented. They have the worst goal differential. They're they're tied for the last on points. I just like a lot of the signings they've made. I think Mitrovic has been producing really well. A lot of teams at the bottom of the table don't have a forward like him. I think that if they can get Sherla going, they have Tom Kearney is very good. Uh, John I Michael, f- Sarri. I, they're just Sassaniong. S- Sassaniong, obviously. They're, I think they're just too Good to go down. And I, I think Claudio Ranieri's going to figure it out for him. I I,
0: I I hope so because I feel like it'll keep the quality of the Premier League high. I know Iker College is brilliant. Brilliant ground. It's awesome. It's really fun. But I don't feel as good as you do based off their play. I, I do. I mean, I, I don't feel great. Work, I, I put them my underachievers. The, their but... we, their weakness is on the back is, is on the back half of their pitch. If you look at, they've got players like Dennis Adoy. Um, they've got. Uh, I think, yeah, Callum Chambers is getting games regularly, which is never really a good sign um, because Arsenal elected to go with Rob Holding instead of him. Um, And so I think they got some, I, I don't know, I just think they're, look, they're a little look bit liable their,
1: defensively, but I think they, they don't have team, a good, the
0: good, have a good keep. keeper. They're playing, uh, I think Sergio Rico is getting games in, they're rotating out keepers. Um, they really, really lack some defensive stability, and they try and play very expansive football and try and play the ball quickly, and too often I'm watching them play, and they lose the ball about around midfield from a pass out the back, and then they get counterattacked. Um, and so you, it'll be interesting to see whether or not Renieri. Adopts what he played at Leicester, where they throw the ball into the flanks and run onto it. Because like they, they have the speed. Um, and yeah, he doesn't
1: have the Vardy. Mitrovic isn't Vardy, but I think. Right, it'll but work.
0: Kamara is quite similar to Vardy, to be honest. And
1: Sesson uh, has got a lot of pace. Sherlock's still got a little bit of So pace I think if they
0: change the way they play, they'll be all right, but I, have, I just haven't seen that. Yeah. They, is John Medical his
1: Ngolo Conte then?
0: Perhaps. Yeah. Um, but
1: Ranieri hasn't been there for that long, so we'll, we will give some time to figure it out. All right, let's get into the biggest disappointment, probably, and then we're basically done here. Uh, so. You can can lead in there. Yeah, biggest disappointment
0: so far this season, I think, is... I mean, it's it's Manchester United, but I think more importantly, it's Paul Pogba. Um, Wildly disappointing in terms of his output. There's obviously the massive feud with him and Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho calling him a cancer to the locker room. The whole situation at United is not good right now. And I think with Paul Pogba, he's the most expensive transfer into England. Yes. And he, therefore... One would say should be the best player in England. Uh, he is. Yeah, I mean it's bad. He's not even. Playing he. I mean, he's not even in the top twenty at this point. I, I could name twenty players who are playing better, and I would rather have my team at this point, given the off the I mean, field. You're issues. Talking about
1: form, sure. I agree. I think. I mean, I think overall Manchester United's biggest disappointment this year, probably thus far this season. I think Pogba's a big part of it. I don't want to put all the blame on him, uh, but it's a big part, and he I means your most expensive player. He's... Lukaku's also been trashed. I mean, the, the gifs... he been and hurt a little bit, but Lukaku's Lukaku. been bad. And Jose has kind of lost the locker room, but... The big issue with United right now isn't that they can't score, it's that they can't defend at all. Yeah. Lindelof is bad. Right, but Mourinho's complaining about all these defenders that he brought in. It's it's I think Mourinho is at the end
0: of his career and I think he's salty and I don't think he has the innovation or the patience to lean in with some of his players or manage some of the personalities that he once had. I don't know back, why they're scared to get rid of him I mean him back in the team. day back in the day Mourinho used to have all these personalities that he would he would he would mastermind and, and a lot of players really love, well. love
1: playing for him. Oh, yeah, heard, I mean, Eden Hazard came out a couple months. Ago and said that if he wanted to play for another manager that he'd already gone to, he'd like to go back to Mourinho. right. So, a lot yeah, of I mean, guys you got like players like it. Hazard, you got even got the DDA Drogbas back in the day, club, the, Ma- Ma- the locker rooms, Ma- great for a, a time Ballucks. period, and then it goes to shit. Right? yeah,
0: yeah. Like, it's and it, it's a bit explosive at this point. And so, I it, I think United's been, I a think huge... Mourinho
1: and Pogba probably both got to go at some point. I think one of them's got to go to start.
0: Well, I just think you've got to, you've you, you got to decide whichever way you, you go, get
1: right? You get rid of Mourinho. You let Pogba play under a new manager for the rest of this season, see how it goes, and then you maybe ship him this summer. Yeah,
0: I think that's But exactly. I think that Mourinho's
1: got to be gone at this point.
0: Yeah, and that's why I, I, rec- I, I reckon Eddie Howe, um, come the end of the season, they're going to make a ridiculous offer. They're going to pull a whole David Moyes and try and reinvent their future with a new young manager, and it'll be Eddie Howe. Um, and so that's that's my take. To-
1: yeah, so speaking of uh, Mourinho, he's on the hot seat. Any other coaches on the hot seat, any managers here you think might be gone? Let's say before the end of January? I mean, Maybe December, because you, I mean, if you're bringing a new manager, ideally you want to give them some time in the transfer window, yep. but like I'd say till the end of January, who do you think yeah, might be
0: gone? Yeah, we're in this interesting crux now where the bottom two managers have already gone um, with Fulham and Mark Hughes at Southampton, so the worst two teams have already made their moves. So now you're in this weird realm of like the teams who aren't quite total crap, but like are tend- trending towards total crap, um, might fire their manager. So you've got the likes of Roy Hodgson, Jose Mourinho, Sean Dyche, uh, David Wagner at Huddersfield, um, Rafa's tense situation with uh, Ashley, uh, Mike Ashley at Newcastle. So I think out of those managers, um, honestly, I think Palace are known to fire their manager in January, um, and I think we get very impatient. And so I think
1: three um, wins in sixteen matches. I think great. I
0: think if Palace don't, be, if Palace go on to lose their next two games, so they play City, um, uh, well they have three matches. Um, they play Leicester. They play Leicester, then City, and then Cardiff. And I think we, if we lose at Cardiff, um, Roy could be gone.
1: Yeah, or at be, home to Cardiff. Sorry. Probably because they'll be probably be coming off a of, loss to City. I think that's, that's yep. fair. Those could be three,
0: three straight <laughs> losses on the track. <laughs> I'm try. sorry. I
1: was, <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. Uh, I saw something there. You brought up Mike Ashley with the Rafa situation. He, someone asked him, uh, I think last week, if the club might be sold before January. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, the guy's just got no clue. (laughs) Like what? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Sure, it could be. It's like a huge. Why do you ask if it could be? Right, this guy's been trying to sell this club for like two years. All the fans hate him. It's an absolute mess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they finally do sell the club if that happens, what will happen with Rafa. Yeah, hopefully they just, he'll hopefully they'll just keep him, give him some money. I mean they have a He's more done a lot with a really bad club.
0: With a really bad team, yeah. The fact that they no go support, out and get results week over
1: week over week over week is crazy. Like they're not as bad as some of these other teams at the bottom, but they're not great. No. Um,
0: and they have a very low ceiling, right, with that whole situation going on. It's, it's so,
1: rough, man. It's rough. But I also think I think the most
0: likely to leave out of those um I don't want to say... Actually, I'll take that back on Hodge. I'll say it's Mourinho. I right? definitely don't think
1: Dyche is gone. Uh, I think Dyche... Unless it gets to, like, maybe March and they think that they can save them from relegation. Yes, that yes. That's the only way Deich But I don't makes. think in the next two months he has any chance. He's just done so much for them. I think Roy, maybe. Jose, hopefully. I think Huddersfield might stick it out with Wagner, too. He brought them up. I think they might just give them the chance to see it out this season, and then if they go back down, they'll regroup. But we'll see. Mm. And there's always going to be more development with this type of thing yeah. uh, over the next couple of months here. Yeah, you, you never know. Like if West Ham tanks or Watford or Brighton are one of those clubs, you never know. Right. But, All
0: right. So this upcoming, upcoming weekend, uh, you've got a, a stream of uh, fixtures on Saturday. Um, obviously, Man City are the early game, um, and then you... you Pals are desperate for a win after that. Uh, the biggest game of the weekend, the headliner game, is the Ma- uh, Liverpool Manchester United Sunday game. Um, so tune into that. That could um, get ugly. I, honestly, I wouldn't put it past Jose to pull some crazy magic out and find a way to hand Liverpool their first loss of the season. That would be crazy. He'd, he'd probably earn a couple, at least a month back at his job. Um, and so that would just be nuts. But he look has out a knack for runs. doing that
1: kind of thing. Yeah, he does. That'll be a good one to watch. I, I mean, it could be really ugly or it could be a really big. Uh, win for United or yep. points for United. Um, so last right. thing we want to talk about anything on your Premier League Christmas wish list, Jack? Yes, we're in this holiday season here. Yes, let's go for it. I, I have an idea of what might be the top. VAR. Oh, that was not what I was thinking. You're going VAR. Um,
0: I think. Oh, I hate VAR. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I honestly, I don't like it. To, if I'm honest, like I, I'm asking for it, I don't like it. It's one of those Christmas. It's like asking for socks. It's like, it's like asking for a drone. You nerd. <laughs> I uh I honestly when I'm thinking about VAR, it's you know, obviously Ralph just came out this weekend and said, We need VAR, we need VAR, referees need referees need help. There have been so many decisions this season which Every single time now, it's just a matter of time. And I just want to get past this whole. Do we need VAR? When do we get it? When do we not get it? I just want to get past the whole debate of like, when are we getting VAR? When are we not getting it? What are we doing with it? I just want to have it. Get a better. Get better at using it. Pep said it himself. Obviously, there, you know the referees need help. It's going to make the game better. Um, and the only way we're going to what the, is
1: coming? Yeah, exactly. The only, the, way the, the
0: only way the league gets great at dealing with it is by putting it in, um, and then you know the. the Talking points are going to be similar, but at least we'll have some more clarity because
1: people will look at it a second or third time. And so um, yeah. I'm kind of sick
0: of the whole debate.
1: is nerdy. I want to apologize to dry, uh, drone owners. My brother has one. It's kind of cool. We were flying it. Apologize to your brother? Well, just to drone owners. He's struggling in fantasy prem. No apologies to you, John. Uh, no, John. shout out. Hopefully you listen to this. You probably won't. Yeah. But... Um, no, I hate VAR. I'm sorry. I think What's it's on your Xmas list. We, well, we did watch it play today, where they were there talking about it—the um, Watford Everton match with that offsides by Walcott. And right. We, you know, it, it would help things, but it's just like, ugh, you know, I'm a former baseball player here. You're I like man over machine, so I call my own strike zone. looking on the 21st century, Jeff. Penalties, things like that. Uh, Christmas list for me, since you didn't say it. Hopefully, a, a center forward for Crystal Palace would be nice. Just so desperate for one. It's. it's uh, bad. I I would. That's not yeah. a Christmas wish list, that's a Christmas need list. Yeah, that's a need. That's, that's not a want, that's a need. That one, and then the other thing, this is more of a long-term wish, but I'm wishing for a tight title race down the stretch. I think we're going to get it this year. Last year, it was so awesome watching City, but it was just extremely anticlimactic. There was nothing to play for in the last year of the year, really. So, I want a close race. I'm okay with it just being Liverpool City, but I'd love to see like Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal get in the mix there. And I just want it to be interesting come April. Yeah, I guess I would ask
0: for Palace to finish in the top 10. To be honest, I don't really care who wins the league. I prefer it City, but...
1: I just um, want to be close. I, I want to be yeah, close. I guess. I, I, those are, I Those are fun games to watch. I,
0: I'd like that. Week. I'd also like for some English teams to make some deep runs into the Champions League. Because the Champions League is yes, um, always more interesting when English teams are involved. Because, you know, uh, it just, it's better football. Uh, the names we all like, getting in the Champions League. And also it adds into the mix, like I was saying, with the title race. So I want
1: to see some English Yeah, and there. then put a little... Uh, Aaron wan Wambasaka English call-up in my stocking. We'll call it a, a happy holiday. Oh, that's a stocking stuffer for sure. All right, cool. Anything else? Uh, no,
0: that's it here from Just Goes to Show. Expect L- an episode next week. Yep, yep. Um, and then just keep an eye out for some more content. Follow us on Twitter um, and check us out uh, for more episodes coming soon. Just Goes to Show. Everybody's human.